Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article entitled, I Finally Understand the True Meaning of Life by a Falun Dafa practitioner in Russia. The article was published on the Mingwei website on July 17, 2023. I was born into a happy family. My parents had six children, three during the Eastern Front of World War II between 1941 and 1945, and the other three afterward. I was the fifth child and was always regarded as the ugly duckling because my sisters and brothers were more attractive. If there had been more women in labor at the hospital in my village when I was born, people would have thought I was someone else's child. I was very small and underweight and had wrinkles all over my face, like an old lady. Whether I was hungry, tired, or needed a diaper change, I never cried, which puzzled my mother. It wasn't until I was three years old that I started to resemble the rest of my family. I've always had a good relationship with my parents, and we understood each other. Part 1. Seeds Sown at a Young Age to Practice Falun Dafa By the time I was eight, every household had a radio. This was a tremendous change in a remote village like ours. From concerts to news and from weather forecasts to fairy tales, we listened to almost everything on the radio with the exception of programs promoting atheism. Whenever such a program was broadcast, my mother would say, Turn it off. Those are lies. How shameless. My mother gave us a very good spiritual foundation because she respected gods and the divine. Many traditions were preserved in my family. I respected my elders, took care of the younger ones, and was hardworking. I encountered many life-and-death situations during my childhood and teen years. My mother later told me that I was frequently on the verge of death, but I miraculously survived each time. After I began practicing Falun Dafa and reading the teachings, I understood that I was protected by God since I was young. Part 2 First Encounter with Falun Dafa In 2002, a girl who fixed my computer where I worked gave me a copy of Juan Falun, the main text of Falun Dafa. I was intrigued by the title because I'd never heard it before. When I opened the book to the first page, I saw the Srivatsa symbol. I was stunned and thought, What does this lady give me? I did not know the true meaning of the Srivatsa symbol back then and only knew that the black swastika was a symbol of fascism. I quickly closed the book and put it on a shelf. I don't know why I did not return it to the lady. I just put it on a shelf and forgot about it. I was in my 50s, and my health began to deteriorate. 
I had a calcium deficiency, and in 2004, the doctor said that I had musculoskeletal disorder. It meant that in six months, I would be sitting in a wheelchair. I told myself that I wouldn't burden anyone, and I would not end up in a wheelchair. I would find a way to improve my health. I thought of John Falun, the book that I put on a shelf two years before. I had no knowledge of any cultivation methods prior to encountering Dafa. Although my parents were religious, they never imposed their beliefs on us. They simply lived according to their conscience and raised us accordingly. After I began to read Juan Falun, I understood a lot of things and found the answers to many questions that I'd had since I was a child. What is the meaning of life? Why do I dream about certain things? Why do I know in advance what will happen? Part 3. Eliminating My Attachment to Fear I was happy and excited after I began to practice Falun Dafa. I wanted to tell my friends and family and the people at work how wonderful Falun Dafa is. I realized I needed to be rational when my older sister criticized me. I saw my attachment to zealotry. I was reading Master's other lectures at the time and understood that I needed to use my wisdom to tell people about Dafa. But after my older sister criticized me, I was afraid to tell people about Falun Dafa. It almost seemed like I was being controlled by my feelings and emotions. I needed to overcome this fear of communicating with people. So, at group practice sites, I took the initiative to distribute materials about Falun Dafa, and I answered people's questions. It wasn't until I realized that I could answer anything people asked including things that upset me, that I passed on the responsibility of distributing flyers. Part 4. Telling Chinese People About Falun Dafa During an online experience sharing in 2007, a practitioner in Siberia suggested that we should clarify the truth in Chita, a big city in Russia, since there were many Chinese construction workers there. He suggested that we tell them about Falun Dafa and the persecution, and that some Russians also practiced Falun Dafa. I decided to participate in this activity, since I was off work in June and July. I called up a practitioner in Irkutsk, and we decided to go to Chita together. Taking a train to Chita meant that I would have to spend four days on the road, so I bought an airplane ticket instead. After purchasing my ticket, the practitioner from Irkutska said that she couldn't go. I was troubled, and my attachment of fear surfaced once again. I told myself that I was not capable of going alone, and I hoped that someone else might go with me. Before I started to practice Falun Dafa, I often got very sick and even got pneumonia whenever my hands and feet were cold. After I began practicing, I seldom got sick. Then, just as I made the decision to cancel or postpone my plane ticket, I had symptoms of severe cold allergies in June. 
my co-workers were worried and suggested that I stay home and rest. I asked myself, where did these symptoms come from? What did I do wrong? I realized it was not my true intention to change my plane ticket. It was the attachment of fear and lack of self-esteem that interfered with me. I immediately told myself, I will fly to Chita. I can do this. I'd gained experience in clarifying the truth to government officials with our local coordinator. Therefore, I was determined to fly by myself to clarify the truth to the government officials, law enforcement, and Chinese construction workers. My illness symptoms disappeared miraculously, and the practitioner from Irkutsk called me the next day to say that she was able to go to Chita after all. I enlightened that it was important to have righteous thoughts. Part 5. Experiencing Master's Protection During Our Trip The practitioner and I met in Chita. We stayed next to a hotel where many Chinese officials lived. We read the fa and practiced the exercises in the evenings and discussed our plans. We planned to first clarify the truth to government officials, then go to a nearby Chinese construction site, and then take a taxi to another Chinese construction site in the suburbs. Siberian Falun Dafa practitioners prepared ample copies of the Epic Times for us. We successfully clarified the truth to government officials the first day and left them many copies of truth clarification materials and also our contact information. We asked the staff at the front desk of our hotel how to get to the construction sites in the city. When we got there, we saw that most of the construction sites were fenced in. Although we were unable to get in, we held the newspapers up at the openings and invited the workers to take them. We placed the newspapers along the fence, and when we came back, they were all gone. Chita is bleak in the winter and extremely hot in the summer. That summer was no exception. We often felt that Master was helping us while we were there. There was a bus stop nearby, and whenever we were tired and wanted to rest, it would rain for 20 to 30 minutes and the heat would go away. We proceeded to the construction site. The Chinese workers somehow knew that we were Falun Dafa practitioners. They shouted, Falun Dafa, Falun Dafa, and ran over to us. The newspapers we brought were distributed very quickly. Another incident left a deep impression on me. Chinese construction workers work all day from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. We arrived at the construction site around 9 p.m., and saw that there were three locations. The first was a large pit where workers were building the foundation. At the second site, the workers built the foundation for the first floor, and at the third location, they were building walls. Before we were able to get close to them, a sandstorm whipped up and we couldn't see a thing. We sent forth righteous thoughts. While reciting the words for sending righteous thoughts, the sandstorm ceased suddenly. 
the Chinese workers ran towards us and held out their hands, signaling for a copy of the newspaper. Before we left, I looked back and saw an unforgettable scene. The workers sat on dirt mounds, wooden stools, or on the ground reading the newspapers. Unfortunately, we did not have a cell phone that could take photos. We distributed newspapers to the Chinese officials staying at the hotel next to us on the last day. The practitioner, Vermeer Kutska, went while I stayed at our hotel and sent righteous thoughts. She came back 30 minutes later and said she'd distributed the newspapers. Part 6. Elevating Myself While Helping Present the Art of Jinshan Run I decided to learn more about the artworks in the Art of Jinshan Ren International Exhibition so I could be a presenter and explain the artworks during the exhibition. I was able to help bring the beauty of Falun Dafa to people and expose the CCP's crimes in the persecution by helping host the art exhibition. In the process, I was also able to eliminate many of my attachments such as the mentality of showing off, competitiveness, lack of confidence, and zealotry. A mother and father and their seven- or eight-year-old son came to the art exhibition. While I was explaining the Falun emblem, the little boy suddenly exclaimed, Yes, I know. This is a symbol of longevity. Hearing what the boy said, I recalled something Master said from Teaching the Fa in Beijing at the Zhuan Falun publication ceremony. Quote, After the Falun is installed, it won't come to a stop at any time. It is always turning, as I described, always refining you. Unquote. I enlightened that Master has given each and every cultivator an opportunity for eternal life. I understand that we practitioners are here to cultivate ourselves and help save people. Thank you, Master, for your boundless compassion and protection. The following is an experience sharing article from the 2023 Northern Academy Experience Sharing Conference entitled, I Realize the True Meaning of Life After Eliminating My Addiction to Video Games by a Falun Dafa Practitioner Outside of China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on April 4th, 2023. Greetings Master, greetings fellow practitioners. Looking back, I can now see how fortunate I am to have grown up in a family of cultivators. I was introduced to Falun Dafa when I was young. I followed the adults as they practiced the exercises, sent righteous thoughts, and read the Fa. Since I grew up in this environment, I considered myself to be somewhat of a practitioner. However, whether I was truly cultivating or not was a whole different story. In my heart, I found the Fa principles to be very reasonable. But since all I wanted at the time was to have fun and enjoy life, I didn't apply them in my daily life. So without giving cultivation much thought, I was quickly swept up into the current of everyday people and developed many attachments. 
One of my strongest attachments was to video games and videos. My parents strongly objected to this and tried all kinds of things, such as locking up the computers, to break my addiction. However, since they didn't give me a reason that made me want to stop, my addiction to electronics continued for several years. Even with such poor enlightenment quality at the time, hope for me to awaken to the truth was not lost. By reading Master's recent teachings and listening to several sharing articles, I was enlightened to how sacred this time period we're in really is. Master taught us in the article, Wake Up, quote, The phase rectification of the cosmos has finished, and now a transition to the phase rectification of the human world is taking place. Most of our Adapha disciples will join me as the Fa rectifies the human world, unquote. He also said, quote, However, during the course of its numerous lives, with enormous karma as well as members of the wicked Communist Party, will be weeded out and annihilated. And along with this, there are those among Dafa practitioners who have not made good on the vows they signed with their lives at the time of coming to this world. Such as, for example, by not having done well what Dafa disciples are supposed to do, or not having worked on saving people, and who, as a result, have strong human thinking and have long had a negative effect on the environment for spiritual development among practitioners. And still others have followed certain individuals who have gone awry in their understanding of the Fa, or have followed undercover agents of the CCP who pose as practitioners and have been seriously disruptive to others. For all of them, there will be consequences in keeping with the vows that they made." Unquote. After some serious consideration about my future, I couldn't bear to waste my life any longer. I knew that my internet addiction had to go. I was determined to fulfill my historic vow and make the most of this precious time. During last year's spring break, I finally decided to stop. After enduring several days without going online, I broke free from this addiction. I found that this life wasn't as dull as I thought it was. Instead, I saw how meaningless my addiction was. My mind also opened up and life became a lot simpler. One day, I finally decided to accept myself as a true cultivator. This one thought changed my entire life. Gradually, I was able to remember that I was a cultivator more and more, until I could treat every situation with a practitioner's standard. At first, I couldn't properly react to conflicts as a cultivator would, but with Dafa's principles as a base, I knew where I had to improve. Before, I thought that cultivation was a very boring and hard process. This was mostly because I tried to force myself to accomplish tasks while not daring to let go of my attachments. But after being able to let go of many attachments, I found that my life is now very straightforward, and when I meet with hardships, dealing with them is no longer painful. Most importantly, the feeling of fulfilling my life's true purpose is better than the feeling I once had while using attachments to cover up the truth. With the publication of How Humankind Came to Be, the phase rectification of the human world has just begun. During this time period, more everyday people will start to cultivate. How could we young practitioners who have such strong predestined relationships not truly start cultivating yet? Regardless of how we may have behaved before, we still have an opportunity to establish our mighty virtue in the next few years. For those people who are still deciding whether or not to cultivate, this moment in history is a precious opportunity not to be missed. Once the truth is fully displayed, it will be too late to fulfill our vows. So let's not have anything to regret. Master taught us, quote, 
Even though from time to time there are people doing foolish things, the title of Dafa disciple is something even divinities admire and wish they could have, unquote. My wish is that practitioners can cherish every opportunity given to us to learn and improve from each other. May we all walk ever more diligently on our paths to do the three things well in order to fulfill our historic vows. These are some of my personal experiences and understandings. Please kindly correct me if there is anything that doesn't align with the Fa. Thank you, Master. Thank you, fellow practitioners. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.